Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spheres of Influence. This is the podcast where we talk about those important spheres or uh, topics in our lives, religion, politics, and culture. And I'm Dennis Sanders, and I'm your host. Um, I'm recording this actually late on Friday evening, um, Friday before Memorial Day. I'm heading out of town uh, for a few days uh, for the graduation of my nephew and um, wanted to at least get out a um, short, but I think impactful episode uh, a commentary. Um, I am working on several interviews, um, trying to get those out. I won't say any more about them because every time I kind of say something, either it takes longer for that to happen or it doesn't happen. So I am working on a few um, and hopefully um, you will hear more in the next week or so um, or sometime soon. (laughs) Um, Also, just wanted to let you know if you have any interest uh, in, um, let me say that again, just to let you know that um, to please leave a rating. That is so important for me. Um, it helps to know um, and bring some visibility uh, to this podcast. The more people who are reading or leaving a review on whatever platform that is, whether it's um, Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Google or Spotify, uh, whatever is out there, it helps for more visibility um, to get the podcast out there. So please, if you are listening to this on one of those platforms, I hope that you will leave a review. It, it really does help a lot. Also, um, please consider if you can to make a donation. Um, there is a link in the show notes and, um, whatever you can give can help. It, um, helps to, um, pay off, (coughs) excuse me, pay off some of the cost of putting this podcast together. Um, and again, the link is there and give what you feel you can, um, can afford. That would be very helpful. Thanks. So to this, for this episode, I want to talk a little bit about the concept of hope. Um, being a pastor Um, hope is kind of this thing that is important in the life of faith. You know, faith, of course, is believing in something, something that you really can't always see or isn't necessarily can prove. And hope is that hope in something that is promised or something that you know that is in the future that is better. I think for Christians, there is always this hope of heaven, not necessarily a hope of escaping earth as much as it is a hope of things being better than what they are now. Um, That the world that we see it as it is, is not going to be that way forever. Um, That we can um, have a more complete life, a fuller life in the future, we just can't see it yet. And so we hope for that future. Um, You know, we have hope 
as a Christian, we have hope in the resurrection, um, believing that Jesus didn't just die and was put into a grave and we just remember him, but that we truly believe that he rose from the dead, he defeated death, and that what happened to him one day will happen to us as Christians. Um, you know, one of the things that I remember being taught in seminary really is the importance of funeral. And when you're doing practicing funerals, is how much the funeral is a a ceremony really of hope. Because it's hope in the resurrection. It's hope in knowing that this person isn't just dead, but there is hope. Hope that death won't last forever. Death doesn't have the last word. Uh, death stings now. It it's it hurts. It's not you're not escaping death, but it won't last forever. And you have to have, I think, for for faith to kind of be healthy and to get you through some of the really hard times. Hope is, I think, an indispensable part of of a of a faith. I think that hope is also something that we find in politics, and I think we have to find it in politics. And in in some ways, I think hope, political hope is a sense of things being better, of things, the, the things that can oppress people in society don't last forever. Um, there is a sense that the systems, the things that can really keep people down aren't permanent. They can be overthrown. They can vanish and be vanquished. You know, I think sometimes it, it if you think about it, I think one of the, the people who exemplify both the political hope and I think a religious hope is Martin Luther King. I mean, his whole I have a dream speech really was a sense of hope. And I would even say his final, his the speech that he gave the night before his assassination, um, I've been to the mountaintop, is also a sense of hope. You know, both of these were were things that not weren't yet realized, but there was hope that they would happen. And I think for even for King, he even knew that he may not see that hope himself, but he knew he may not see the realization of that hope himself, but he knew that that was coming. And so he had hope. He knew that God was going to bring justice for African-Americans and for, for the world. And so he had that sense of hope of that the things that we are dealing with now, even to the point of giving up his own life, wasn't going to compare to the hope that was coming. So why am I talking about hope so much? I think the reason I want to is because I've been reflecting and thinking about things a few days um, on in politics, and I actually just read... Um, an article that I will share in the in the show notes that talks about the fact that 
the concept of hope has almost vanished from our politics. Um, if you go back, especially at least in American politics, go back far enough, you will hear politicians talking about hope. Um, obviously, Franklin Roosevelt was someone that talked about, you know, happy days are here again. But I think his fireside chats were always ones about hope that even in the midst of this depression, things would would get better. There was hope that things would turn around. You know, Ronald Reagan, um, I think, was another politician that believed in hope. He believed that even during the darkest times, things could get better. I think people say that he had a sunny optimism, and that's somewhat true. But I, I think actually that his belief was far deeper than that. I think that it was a sense of hope. Um, even I think his whole belief about the Soviet Union and Cold War, the Cold War, you know, his hope was that we would not have to go to war with the Soviet Union. He did not want to be the president that led this nation into a nuclear war. And I think it's that sense of hope that was also made it possible for him to come and work uh, with uh, Soviet leader Gorbachev and to at least come together and work towards a more safer world. Of course, Bill Clinton always said that he believed in a place called Hope because, of course, he grew up in a place called Hope, Arkansas. And, of course, the probably the most recent example of a politician that believed in hope was Barack Obama. And he also sensed to have a sense that things could be better, that there was something in our future. We, we don't see it yet. We don't realize it, but it is something that will benefit us all. Uh, it was coming. That has been a part of American politics for decades. And, and some would, I would say even centuries, because I, we could go farther back to Abraham Lincoln, um, to talking about hope, but, The, the writer that I was actually talking about, and then which will be in the show notes, talks about the fact that hope has almost all but disappeared in our politics. I would slightly disagree, but not by very much. I think if you listen to someone like um, President Biden, I think that he is a hopeful person. Um he talks about hope. And I think it's also important that in his own life, if you think about it, he has lost his, he had lost his first wife, a daughter, later on lost a son. It's someone like that that has to, I think has to have hope that things are going to be better at things. The, the pain that you're dealing with now is not going to last forever. That, there is something to live for, something to strive for. And so I, I think he is someone that believes in hope, but I'm beginning to think that he is might be the last 
politician that expresses hope for a while. I think, especially on both the left and the right, there seems to be less hope and either more fear, more paranoia, more distrust, more resentment. Um, you know, you see more of it, I would say, on the right than you do on the left, but I think in both party, both left and right, you don't see a huge amount of hope. Donald Trump, when he ran for president, his message was never one of hope. It was always one of resentment. It was always that someone was being screwed. And obviously that came from his own sense of how that he was always being screwed. And so his running for president and his presidency was not really based on any sense of hope as it was a sense of anger, a sense of not really seeing a future, um, not even really thinking of a future, which then leads to a sense of selfishness, that you kind of have to get what you can while you can, because there's always going to be someone out there that could screw you over. And so he's just never exemplified that sense of hope. Um, but yet he is incredibly popular, at least within the GOP. And I don't know what that means. Does that mean that there are so many voters that don't have hope? Or are they filled with resentment that there isn't a sense that things can get better, that even though they can't see it now, that something will happen, if not for themselves, for their children? It just doesn't sense, I don't, it just makes me wonder, what is it that has so many people in Trump's thrall that they are willing really to engage in a politics not of hope. And I wouldn't even say it's a politics of fear. I think it's just a politics of, as I've said before, resentment. The sense that life is unfair. The sense that someone is out there to screw you and that all you can do is, is kind of screw them back, to fight back. And the thing that I've also been noticing is really among kind of the Trump critics, never Trumpers, others, how much there is really no hope, especially among them, the kind of never Trump movement. I think that that's something that I have always sensed and how the absence of hope there's kind of a sense of a cynicism that the other side has always won. Um, there, nothing you can do. People have, are giving up or have become weak. And we don't, I think what we sense really is more despair. 
And despair is interesting because if hope is this sense that you're, it's not that you're ignoring the present, but you're, you know that there is something out there better, and not just for you, but for everyone. And, and I think that's what makes hope political. Despair is kind of the absence of hope, and it's the sense that things won't change. That this is the future that you're going to get. And I hear that again and again from people I see on Twitter, from commentators um, who are never Trumpers. It's the sense that they don't think things will change. Or they're quick to say how much Trump, former President Trump has control over the party. And there isn't really any hope that there can be any challenge or any, or that things will change or things can be different. And the thing is, is that if we want to defeat Trumpism, if we want to see someone like Trump never even get near the office, if we want to make sure that other people kind of in that same sphere, whether it's Marjorie Taylor Greene or, or Matt Gates, who are also, I think, politicians without hope, that there's a lot of cynicism and resentment. Um, I think that if you're going to try to defeat them, and if it, I, I would hope that is the goal, you've got to fight it with hope. You have to believe that that other side, even though they look like they're popular right now, even though they may be raking in the money, even though they may be getting all the press attention, even though they get rewarded while those like Liz Cheney who stand up for truth are punished, you have to believe that those people aren't always going to be in power forever. You have to believe that they will be called to account. They will lose power. Because if we don't have that sense of, of hope that evil won't last forever and that at some point it's going to crumble, then I don't know if anything can change. Because I think what hope is, is that hope allows us to be active. Hope, knowing that there is a sense that something can be better, I think pushes you to go and make the change and to work for that change. I mean, again, you may not be successful. You may fail. But you have this hope that something is around the corner and you believe with your heart that it things can be better and that things will be better. And I think that I think for never Trumpers, Trumpers or people who are Trump critics within the GOP or whatever, if we want to truly defeat this thing, if we want it to to die, this movement, this cancer of, of Trumpism, we have to have hope. We can't allow ourselves to be cynical. We can't just 
be skeptical. We have to believe. Believe not necessarily that tomorrow things are going to change, but that eventually things will be better. And that's not trying to be a sunny side of the street, ignoring all the problems that we have now type of thing. But it is believing that love is stronger than fear. That hope is is bigger than despair. And I think that that's something that we desperately need in our politics. Um, because I think that especially also if this, our democracy is to survive and to flourish, we have to have hope. The, I, I have to believe, you know, the founding fathers of our country had hope, hope in a better country, a better place that was better than what they were, were giving up. You know, the civil, as I said earlier, the civil people who were involved in the civil rights movement had a hope, had a hope that there would be a day that there wouldn't be signs out saying colors only. They couldn't see that hope, but they believed it would happen, and it did. As a hope of a nation that will try to do better, to be better, um, to, to try to be more realized than it is. And, you know, I have to have that hope that our nation can deal with things such as racism um, and its past history. And I think the reason that so many people can still believe in this country is because of hope. Hope that things will be better. Hope that we will take to heart those words that were written in the Constitution and in the Declaration of Independence. I think that if we want to see things change, and this is whether or not you believe that people should be working as a faction within the GOP or to create a third party. I think what matters, what is important is hope. Hope that the politics of corruption, the politics of hatred won't have the last word. Because I think we have to start to see that. We have to start to believe that these people, whether it's Donald Trump or Marjorie Taylor Greene, aren't going to be in power forever. God's justice will come to them at some point. It may not be now, but it will come. And so we have to live in hope. Because I think that that's the thing, only the way that we can live and we can move forward.
so I want to end this with um, well, it's kind of something I actually wrote. It was a, a sermon that I wrote um, earlier this year, and it's also I think it also has something to do with what we've been talking about here with political hope. Um, so one of the things when I wrote this sermon uh, last um, in February. It was um, thinking about one of my favorite songs, um, and it is the song that is called um, IGY by Donald Fagan, um, who is the one half of uh, the rock group Steely Dan. And IGY came out in 1982. It was his first solo hit, and IGY stands for International Geophysical Year. That was a year actually that took place between 1957 and 1958, and it was a time when basically people from around the world, scientists from around the world, from the Communist East and the Democratic West, participated in this kind of big international um, exchange. This was the period when we saw, heard about Sputnik, um, was also, I think, the time, I want to say, when both the United States and the Soviet Union were kind of working together to find a um, solution to, I believe it was smallpox. Um, so there was this kind of hopeful time, or at least I would say not hopeful, but optimistic time. And Donald Fagan wrote this song, and it seems like a very happy song. And, you know, there is that um, chorus that he sings over and over again. What a beautiful world this will be. What a glorious time to be free. The funny thing was, it wasn't really a song, an optimistic song. It was actually a pretty cynical song. Because he's, of course, looking back at this from 1982. And the future that people were always looking at from the 50s didn't turn out that way. Um, all the things that they had hoped for didn't either didn't happen or they actually turned out to be not so helpful. And the thing I remember when I wrote that sermon was how optimistic it was. And the thing about optimism is that it looks at the future by looking at the present. So it looks at what's happening now and it makes an extrapolation about the future. That's how um, those people back at the International Geophysical Year, they were looking back in 1957 and 58 and thinking, well, the future is going to be like what it is now, but better. That's not what hope is. Um, hope is something very different. And this is, um, I remember when I was putting this um, together, uh, the theologian Miroslav Volf, um, who I believe it comes from, I want to say is Croatian, um, says that instead of having hope extrapolating the present, hope is about a future that has nothing to do with the present. And so it is something 
that is totally different than what we are seeing now. And that is the thing I think that we are, is, are so lacking in our political imagination. You know, what we see happening, we think is what is always going to happen. And we can't really see a future that doesn't even look like the present. Hope is, as I said, different from optimism. And I think I wanted to share this quote from, from Miroslav Volf that kind of explains a little bit more about what um, hope is all about. And he says, Our salvation lies in hope, but not in hope that insists on a future good as it has imagined, but in hope ready to rejoice in the kind of good that actually comes our way. The God who creates out of nothing, the God who makes the dead alive, the God of the original beginning of all things, and the God of new beginnings, justifies hope that is otherwise unjustifiable. When that God makes a promise, we can hope. We can have this hope of a something that we can't see because we know that it can come, it can happen. Not because of what we see now, but because we can dream a future. And maybe that's why it was so important for Martin Luther King to say, I have a dream. Because of course, if he looked at the present, there was kind of, there was no hope. But he could look to a future that had nothing to do with the present. And for that, he was that's what pushed him to work forward. So I, I really hope, especially among kind of the Trump, anti-Trump groups, that we kind of develop a politics of hope. Because, yes, we have to look at what's happening now. And I think the kind of racism, the bigotry that we see from, from the Trumpists, the flirtations with uh, authoritarianism, doesn't look good. And you really can't put a lipstick on that pig. It's still a pig. But we have hope, and we have to have hope, that this form of politics, this form of cancer, doesn't last forever. We believe in something that we can't really, has nothing to do with the present right now. We believe in something that may even seem impossible right now. We believe that because we have to. Because if we don't, then they win. And we can't let that happen. So I want to close with the poem that Miroslav Volf talks about in one of the articles I read, and it's from Emily Dickinson, and it's simply called Hope. And it goes like this. 
Hope is a thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without words and never stops at all. I hope that we can listen to that thing with feathers in our souls, listen to its tunes, knowing that it won't stop no matter what. Thank you for joining me on uh, this episode. And um, I hope that you, um, I don't want to say happy holiday, but have a safe holiday. Um, If you have any questions, anything that you would like to share, feel free to send me an email. Um, the email will can go to uh, denman at gmail.com. That's D-E-N as in the den in a room. And then M-I-N-N, which is abbreviated for Minnesota. That's all one word at gmail.com. And also just a reminder, please uh, consider leaving a rating or a review on whatever platform that you li- um, listen to this podcast. I will be back um, sometime after the Memorial Day holiday. Uh, we'll please take care, everyone. Um, be safe, but also enjoy yourselves. And to those who, and but also, please also take some time to remember for those who are no longer with us, who fought for their country and to remember those people who gave such an ultimate sacrifice. So, that's it everyone. Take care, and Godspeed.